you want to tell them the story about how you got back together with your ex? Yeah, so basically... Psych, guys. Episode 8, X Factor. So no, <laughs> no one got back together with any sort of X, but we do know how bad the temptation can be sometimes. A lot of people are stuck romanticizing the past about their ex, looking up online, how do I get back together with my ex? Truth is, if you are meant to get back together with them, you will. My aesthetician, she was dating this guy in high school. They didn't see each other for 10 years. And then when they were 27, she ran into his mom at the grocery store. His mom was like, you should talk to Michael. He really would love to hear from you. And she's like, I don't think he would like to hear from me because he's blocked me on everything. We haven't spoken in over 10 years. His mom was like, that's silly. Let me ask him to unblock you. He unblocked her on Facebook. They messaged and now they're married. So the truth is sometimes it is a person where it's like wrong time. Right person, wrong time. Exactly. But other times it's not. Other times you're making it out to be more than it is. Essentially, the reason why I wanted to bring this up too is because I called my psychic when me and my boyfriend broke up. I asked her if I should manifest him back into my life. She was like, no, you shouldn't manifest him back into your life. I asked her, what should I do? How do I get out of this like romanticizing the past? Because I do that. I romanticize the past a lot. It's called my chicken wing theory. I'm a vegan and I love chicken wings. It was my favorite food growing up. And as soon as I became vegan, I was thinking, oh my God, I miss chicken wings. I miss chicken wings. I was like obsessed. So anyways, one day I got a chicken wing and I actually bit into it and it wasn't as good as I thought it was. It actually tasted kind of bad. And I was like, this was what I've been going on about? This? It's not that good. And I proceeded to vomit. It was disgusting. So this is what I did to realize that I didn't want to get back together with my ex. I made a list of all the things I wanted to see in a future potential partner. A long letter to myself in present tense. It's called my perfect partner. It's just me telling my future self, but in present tense. I kept adding on to it when I kept thinking about things I wanted. So let me just give you an example of what I wrote. So I start off by saying, Dear Universe, I'm so grateful I found my dream man. Our connection is so strong and I'm incredibly secure about the way he feels for me. He feels like a close friend and knows everything about me. And then I say that we have great chemistry and I go on to just talk about the great things that we have together. Then I realize that a lot of these things I've never had in a relationship before. I've never had it. We love each other equally. There's so much mutual respect. He prioritizes me. He's consistent as the relationship continues about how he feels about me. Oh, that's a big one. I feel like at this age, I don't want to generalize, but a lot of people are all about the chase. There's something so exciting about pursuing someone, getting them to be on your side, and winning them over. This is what I've experienced. I think people in my life have tended to do that a lot. In the beginning, put in a lot of effort because, again, it's exciting. It's like, will this person stick around 
after a while you just get comfortable you start to take for granted what you have in front of you and then the relationship just isn't what it was before i want to hope that eventually as relationships mature and progress and as i get older that eventually the person that i end up with will be consistent in that way too it's interesting because you think about what you don't want it's like i don't want someone to flake on me it's about what you do want and what you do want is you want consistency a part of realizing that you shouldn't be manifesting your ex or getting back together with your ex is realizing what didn't work for you the truth is once you really sit down and think about what you deserve versus what you got that's when you're gonna realize okay so what do I actually want then? And then you turn those into affirmative statements and then you write this letter. Believe it or not, it actually helps you get over your ex. After I wrote this letter of what I wanted in my dream partner, I knew that I wasn't getting what I had always wanted. The reason why I've had three long-term relationships that have been like over a year is because I never wrote this letter and I never figured out what I actually wanted from someone. So I was willing to accept whatever they were giving me and willing to love whatever someone was giving me. But I think from now on, hopefully, when I'm not getting something that I want, I'll know and I'll be able to step away and step back and say, I don't want this. I also just want to go back to something you said before, which is the moment that you come to the realization that you weren't getting what you deserved. I just want to speak to that because that's a really hard realization to come to why was I accepting less than the love that I deserve? Why was I putting myself in this situation? What was I gaining from the situation? How did my threshold withstand so much when I was getting not what I wanted? How did I tolerate behavior that if it had been any other person in my life probably wouldn't have tolerated the behavior, probably would have reinforced the boundaries that I had set? But it's just difficult when it's someone that you like that much and you care about them and you want to see them happy too. You don't want to disappoint them. And the hardest part is realizing, hey, maybe I was accepting less than the love that I deserve. You also have to think about, was I putting all of my love into somebody else instead of putting that love into myself? And what was the reason for that? Why was I spending my time and energy and everything on this other person and in a way neglecting myself, you know? Because Let's be honest. Let's be honest here. Anytime we're in relationships or situationships or whatever it might be with another person, you do lose that self-care time. I don't think that it's always about how much you love yourself, what you're willing to withstand or withhold. It's the fact that sometimes you invest into a relationship because of how much you've been working on it and working with someone to build something it's really hard to work on something and then see it crash down in front of your eyes. And it's hard to accept that something isn't going to change because we always want to believe that people are able to change. People are willing to change, but sometimes it doesn't work. It feels like a personal failure almost because you're like, why couldn't I fix this in my relationship? Yeah. You said it's hard to let something go that you've been working on, that you've been building up. And I just want to point out that this is like the sunk cost fallacy. Basically, the sunk cost fallacy is maybe you're starting a business. Let's use that example because it's easy. You're starting a business and you spend so much time on it. You put so much of your own money in it. Maybe you get your friends and family to invest in it. There's just so many resources, the time, the money, everything that you've put into it. But it's failing and it's failing very badly. A lot of people have trouble 
withdrawing from a project and just being hard stop, this is done, I'm losing way too much because they've already invested so much into it. It's hard for them to realize that that's a sunk cost. The costs that you incurred in making that business, the investment, the time, everything, it's gone. You can't get it back. That directly translates to the relationship because you think about it all the time that you spent building up the relationship all the things that you did together the experiences and everything it's all in the past it's gone i feel like if that work hasn't translated into any real changes yet then it probably won't if you go no contact to make your ex miss you which is a, a true thing if you don't reach out to someone usually they'll reach out to you more often than not but not to play games or anything. What happens when you don't reach out to someone? You get solitude, you get to be by yourself. You get to reflect on the situation because you're alone. I almost think that this is genius because if you don't get your ex back, what you get is a relationship with yourself and you also get over them in a way by doing these steps of no contact and working on yourself. Do yourself a favor and go no contact for some time. It really teaches you a lot about yourself. So I really want to ask the question, how do you manifest your ex back? And I think the answer is that you don't. Like you can, you can, you can physically write. Blank wants to be with me. Blank wants to get back together with me. Blank is with me. We got back together. You can write those things and those things work. I've seen it work. People have manifested their ex back, but it's not long-term because those issues are still the same. Right, because where would those things go? They're still there. All of the problems, all the issues that you had with each other, they're not just going to disappear overnight. Oh, we took a break. We weren't with each other, whatever. We broke up. And then you get back together. It's not like you're with a new person. Or it's not like you're with like this fantasy person that you made up in your head. If there were no problems, you guys would still be together. The fact that you guys aren't together shows that maybe it wasn't the time. And that's not to say that people never get back together with their ex, because a lot of people do successfully. The, the way you really figure out whether or not you're meant to get back together with an ex or be with your ex is by actually working on yourself, investing in yourself and loving and caring for yourself. A lot of people are able to manifest their final partner or their one true love or whatever you want to call it, your soulmate once they are at peace with the fact that they have to be alone with themselves, no distractions, nobody else to pour that love into but themselves. And that's usually when the partner comes because you've spent all this time loving yourself the way you would love someone else. And so that energy brings someone to love you the same way that you're investing in yourself. Yeah, and I think that's a beautiful thing is the loving yourself the way that you would love someone else. It kind of reminds me of that Lord lyric, hard feeling slash loveless. She goes, I care for myself the way I used to care about you. Another one I was going to say is that I've really been focusing on being grateful for myself because I always show gratitude towards my partner like I always write I'm so grateful that they do this I'm so grateful that they do that and I was going through my gratitude journal and I've written about everybody and their mom and their mom's dog except for myself I really like that lyric in POV where Ariana sings learning to be grateful for myself because 
when do we just stop and appreciate and feel grateful for ourselves? This is all just to say the way that you manifest your ex back is by pouring your manifestation energy and your positivity back into yourself because one, either your ex and you are going to work out and it's going to get back together or instead what you get is much greater and that's you get to love yourself and you get to be with yourself and level up in many ways spiritually because you've given yourself that time and allowed yourself to feel and reflect. And we're just with ourselves for our whole lives. It's beautiful to just sit with yourself and be with yourself at this phase of life and appreciate yourself in this phase because you're never going to be in this phase again. We're sorry if this was harsh. We're sorry about the clickbait. The truth is, I really truly believe that when it comes to love, the universe will give you who you're meant to give. You don't have to do anything except for one, invest in yourself, love yourself, and put yourself out there. Like you don't have to be like, oh my God, do I need to find this person? No, the person comes to you always. The next person will come. You'll have your thing. You'll learn your lessons. And then thank you next. Thank you next. Yeah. Very true. This week, we want you to do something for yourself. And you have to make a plan right now to do it for yourself. Block it out on your calendar. Figure out what you're going to do for yourself this week to give love to yourself. I think a great journaling exercise for gratitude for yourself is to go through and think about the things that you love about yourself. Say, I am grateful for blank. And it can be physical too. For me, sometimes in my gratitude journal, I write, I'm grateful for my belly button piercing. Yeah, exactly. I love the way it looks. I love the way it looks on you too. Sometimes I'm like, I'm grateful that I took myself to the gym today. For me, it can be so small as saying, I'm grateful that I didn't procrastinate blank. I'm grateful that I woke up on time. I'm grateful that I got to see blank and we did blank. I'm grateful that I am strong. Exactly. You don't have to go above and beyond and do some like amazing things. Same thing with the self-care. Like you don't have to do anything crazy. It's just something that makes you feel good. We just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this episode. And while we don't apologize for our clickbait, we do hope that this taught you something. Thank you for listening. And I'm Rhea. And I'm Nithya. This is Signs of the Universe. And we'll see you next time.